Good morning, everyone. There we go. I got a good morning out there from something. Is that Ruby? All right. Well, we just welcome you here this morning. We are, I'll tell you what, this week has been, I'll tell you what, when we have difficult weeks, our church is good. When we have difficult weeks and things come against us and things, we just, when we do some battling in the spiritual realm, much of you guys don't even know that that's happening, but we, some of you probably do in the spiritual realm because you guys are praying for us and we appreciate that. But those days, those weeks where we feel that additional pressure, man, I look forward to what God has in store for us in church this, today. So we're looking forward to it. What I do know is that who the sun sets free is free indeed. Amen? Who the sun sets free is free indeed. And we were praying out there this morning and God has just given a couple different words, words of hope of graciousness, of who he is, of rest. There are some themes that I believe we're going to see happen throughout this morning, and I'm looking forward to what he has in store. So if you guys could stand with me, we're going to read uh, two scriptures out of Psalm 68 together as our call to worship this morning. All right, on the count of three, let's read these together. One, two, three. Ascribe strength to God. His excellence is over Israel. His strength is in the clouds. Oh God, you are more awesome than your holy places. The God of Israel is he who gives strength and power to his people. Blessed be God. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're going to do today, Lord. We worship you. We worship you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. We are about to come to the table of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are going to partake of the blood in the body. And today, if you do not know this Christ... Now is the moment, and today is the day, because God sent his son, because he already loved you. He already loved you. He loved you. He loved you in the pit. He loved you in your mess. And when we sing this song, bring you this offering, what is the offering? He doesn't need your money. He doesn't need your goodness, because you have no goodness. I have no goodness outside of him. The offering we bring is our worship. It's our very lives. We let go of our lives. And we say, take my mess. Just take it. I release it to you, Lord. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Worthy, 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 worthy. I know this morning that the Lord wants to heal hearts. We're going to come up and we're going to get, we're going to, we're going to get our elements. We're going to get the, the body and the blood of Christ. It's two cups and the bottom cup is the, is the cracker and the top cup is the, um, is the juice. So you just have to pick up one. 
And we're going to come and we're going to get these elements and we're going to go back to our seats. But as we do that, I know that the Lord wants to heal hearts today. That there's trauma, there's pain, there's broken places. And I honestly believe that there's creative miracles that the Lord wants to do today. I believe... I believe that there's neurotransmitters and there's receptors that he wants to heal today. Thank you. I don't know what that means. I mean, I know what it means. Thank you, Lord. It means that even when we were formed in our mother's womb, there were things that went wrong and he wants to fix them. He wants to redeem them. When I woke up this morning, I was praying, and I looked back at the clock, and it said 5.20 a.m. And a lot of times we look at the clock a lot of times throughout the day. But when I looked at the clock, it was like 5.20 burned in my eyes. I said, Lord, what does that mean? What does that mean? And I started going through the New Testament. Every, every chapter 5, verse 20 that I could find. Lord, what is it? What is the word that you have? And I stopped at 2 Corinthians. Church, you need to hear this because it's exactly what she just said. This is not planned stuff, church. These are words of knowledge that God wants to do something to build your faith. He does want to heal neurotransmitters. He does want to heal hearts today. You need to understand this. Starting in 520 says this, now then we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made himself who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. We then as workers together with him also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, in the acceptable time I have heard you. And in the day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. The Bible talks about not coming to the table without first reconciling with God. It says, make your heart right with God. We're going to take just a moment to make our hearts right with God right now. Maybe you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you've put your trust somewhere else. Maybe you've decided there's a different way to to heaven. There is no other way. There is one way, and that is Jesus Christ. One way we have to put our trust and our hope in what he did that we are celebrating here at the table. So I just want us to bow our heads for a moment. Today is the day of salvation, the Lord says. If you're here today, and you say, man, this word, this message right now is for me. This is for me right now. I need to make a commitment to Jesus right now. I cannot do this anymore on my own. I am fully trusting and what was done at this table. Before you take communion today, I want to know if that's you. Just slip your hand up. Just slip your hand up if you're here this morning and says, that's me. That's me. 
That's me. I'm just going to take a minute. I don't want anybody to come to the table without having first made this reconciliation to God. I truly believe today is the day of salvation. And along with salvation, Jesus' broken body and shed blood paid not just for our sins, but for our healing, for our restoration, and for our reconciliation. So Father, as we come to the table this morning, as we come before you, as we do this in remembrance, Father, heal our hearts this morning. Heal our bodies this morning. Father, may we have a sense of reconciliation to you that we've never felt before. A deep trusting, a knowing on the inside that your bloodshed covers everything. And no longer it's not just what we say, but it truly becomes what we believe. It's not just what we speak with our mouth, but it comes from our mouth and in our head down into our heart and transforms our lives today. We thank you for it. We thank you for what you're doing this morning. I want to give them instructions on that. As you come to get your elements, um, the two side sections, you're going to come into the side aisles and come forward. These are one-way aisles this way, in this direction, and you circle back around to your seats. This center aisle is one way to the back table. If you're in the back of these sections, you will come to the center aisle and head back to that back table and then circle around. So one way toward the back, and these side aisles are one way um, up this way. And if you just want to come forward and receive your elements, and then when you get back to your seat, hold on to them because we're going to partake of them together. Amen. Amen. This morning, there's such a, there's such a beautiful spirit. Um, back when we were praying before service, you know, Pastor Jason had already said, there's just some words that come up. There's such a wonderful father spirit this morning. Just this this um, this space of of resting in the arms of the Father, a place where you release everything you've tried, every mental gymnastics that you know you've gone through to try to figure out and try to sort it out. A place where you release you release all of the emotion, you know the 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 tears. Gosh, nothing feels as good in the whole world than crying into the arms of the Father. And you just release all of it. And without words, you know that he knows. He knows more than you even know. But just this release, this spirit of nurture and of comfort and of care and of grace and of love and of mercy all in the atoning work of the blood of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Father, as we begin to partake of these elements, Lord, Father, we just take a moment to reflect, to repent, repent for those things that we placed in front of you, Repent for those worries and cares we've held on to on our own.
Father, we rejoice for what you did for us, sending your Son. We thank you for it. The Bible says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took the bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, Take, eat, this is my body, which was broken for you. Do this, do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Let us partake. Thank you, Lord. Well, when God gives words of knowledge of things that happen or are going to happen, he always delivers on those. He always delivers So those words that you've heard, just begin to receive those today. Receive that healing touch if that specific thing was for you. Receive that healing touch in your heart. Whatever it was, just receive that. And I want you guys to stand with me. We're going to do one more worship song together this morning. And I believe it's, uh, what a beautiful name. Is that right? What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. Church, what a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. The altar is open. If you just want to come up here, if you want to do business with Jesus, do it this morning. Do it right now. Don't wait till the end. Just do it right now. If you've got business to take care of, come up here and do it. Come to the altar. Let's worship him together. Thank you, All right, the Lord showed me something as we were singing that song. And I'm just going to tell you, I know that we give a lot. We, we come up here on Sundays, and we give you guys a lot of stuff. And I don't know what to tell you except bring a notebook. Write it down or revisit Facebook Live and watch the video. He wants to speak. He's got things to say. Time is short. Is chaos out there. We need to hear his voice. He's got things to say. And as we were singing that song, it rose up in me and I could see. I saw fathers gathering their families and standing outside of their homes and declaring, you reign. You reign, Lord Jesus. You reign in this home. You reign in this marriage. You You reign over these children. I saw it. I saw people getting out of their cars at Wegmans, and they're mad. They're mad that they have to wear a mask. And you know what? That's why you don't have to like wearing a mask. You don't have to wear a mask if you don't want to wear a mask. But take that and begin to decree and declare freedom for those who are walking around. Begin to declare freedom from disease, freedom from fear. Tell the coronavirus to go to hell where it came from. Hallelujah. Decree and declare. Hallelujah. We have authority. Yes. We have authority. And I'm always yelling. I'm like, Lord, can I not yell? We have authority in Jesus' name. That's right. We don't have to yell. We don't have to scream. We don't have to get worked up. I'm just Italian, and it's the way it comes out. If he wants a quiet word, he's going to give it to him. (laughs) 
We have authority. Decree and declare. We are the church. That's right. No one else is going to go to Wegmans and pray over the strangers that are there. Right. No one else is going to care for their souls. No one else is going to care for their suffering. It's us. It's us. They're not coming in here by the truckloads. I pray, Lord, bring them so we can love on them. We got to go out. That's right. We have to go out. This is what I saw as we sang the powerful name of Jesus. It cannot stay in these walls. It cannot stay in these walls. If you have concerns over the church, come. You are welcome any day and any time. Come and walk the property. Decree and declare. Call forth wisdom. Call forth leadership, direction, clarity. We'll take it. We'll take it. The schools. My kids have never gone to the public schools, but boy, do I pray for those schools because it's our job. It's our job as the church to decree and declare, to call forth protection, to call forth the mercy of God over those children, over those children, because the enemy will consume them for the sins of the leadership. It's the innocent that get consumed because of the sins of those in leadership. So decree and declare, pray with authority for our government, for our leaders. Every time you want to get angry and post, don't post until you pray, worship, decree, and declare. That's right. And call forth and stand in authority. Let that be our filter. Hallelujah. Because if your heart isn't breaking for them, you shouldn't be even speaking to them. Our hearts should break for the enemy's schemes and plans. We have to break those in Jesus' name. That's right. That's our role. That's right. Outside of these walls, outside of these doors, we are called to go forth. And we have no fear. We have no fear because we go in the powerful Hallelujah. name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm reminded I heard a, heard a word this week coming out of Mark chapter 4. And it was talking about everything that's happening in society. It was talking about the storms that are going on out there. And those storms, when a storm comes, there's a mixture of a high-pressure and a low-pressure system. And these two systems come together, and they're at odds with each other. And they're looking for a resolution. They're looking for some way to expel the amount, the stuff that's going on inside of those two pressure systems. And a lot of times we see storms, we see hurricanes, we see tornadoes. And I'll tell you what, church, that's what's going on out there. But if you look in Mark chapter 4, this is Jesus and his disciples are getting into a boat. And Jesus says, let us cross over to the other side. So Jesus is declaring where we're going. Jesus declaring is what is going to happen. We are going to the other side. He didn't say, I hope we get to the other side. I'm, I'm wishing we get to the other side. He said, let's get in the boat and we're going to the other side. And if you notice what Jesus did, he was real peaceful about it. And he took a nap, yeah? He took a nap. And then they said, oh my goodness, a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat the boat. And so it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him, saying, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And then he arose, and look what he did. He rebuked the wind... And he said to the sea, peace, be still. The wind ceased, 
and there was a great calm. There was a storm that was rising. And it was, we, he, they were all in. And he declared, and he decreed, and he's given us the authority to declare and to decree. And so we can stand up and say, coronavirus, no more in the name of Jesus. Go back to the pit of hell where it came from. And yes, there is a sovereignty of God, and he is going to work out his plans and his purposes, and there are prophecy after prophecy that are going to come true. It's going to happen. But that doesn't mean we walk in fear. That doesn't mean we don't get to the other side. That doesn't mean we are going to get tossed by the wind and the waves, for we can walk and declare in our own lives, peace be still, we say. Peace be still, we say, in the name of Jesus. And we call that beautiful name of Jesus, and we use that name. We call out that name. And look, the wind ceased. It was a great calm. And Jesus said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Jesus is calling us to a greater faith this morning. The power of our words to decree and declare when we show up at Wegmans, when we go to Walmart, when we go to our schools, when we go to our workplaces. Church, it's time for the church to be the church. It's not a building. We prayed about this this morning. It's not a building. God love the building. But we are the church. And where we go, the church goes. Where you are, the church is. And so it's time, church, that we start calling out peace. Be calm. And be still. And I'll tell you now, it doesn't mean that every storm is going to stop immediately. But God calls us to intercessory prayer. He calls us to stand in the gap. He calls us to be people of prayer, to be prayer warriors everywhere we go with prayer, in love. We can change the atmosphere, church. And what calms the storm is when the atmosphere changes, when there's resolution between the low pressure and the high pressure system. Now we need some resolution, church. And we're the ones to help bring it. Amen. Amen. Um, and this, is, this has everything to do with your mouth. Mm. This has everything to do with, with your mouth and your words and a vocalization coming out of it. Mm. I am a mind prayer. Like I pray. I was teaching Ruby. I was telling her, she's, what are you doing, Mom? She's putting makeup on. I said, I'm praying. And she just watches me for a minute. She's like, you're not praying. I said, I am praying. Watch this. And I stared right at her. And I just, <laughs> just praying. I said, I just prayed all about you. Just bless you in the name of Jesus. I said, honey, you can walk around. You can be praying all the time. No one can ever stop you from praying. And there is, that's awesome. That is praying without ceasing. But there is power in the spoken word that comes out of your mouth. And I am so, I'm guilty of this because I tend to do a lot of that in my mind. I've been in situations where I'm mind praying, I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying, praying. And I'm, I'm feeling pressure of a situation. And finally... Out loud, I've said it, and immediately, immediately, things happen. Um, now, it doesn't always happen immediately, but in these situations, it was the Lord teaching me, speak, speak, speak. At the beginning of, um, you know, back when the grocery stores were, like, emptying out, um, the very first time we went, I was just apprehensive, me personally. And um, one, I was wise enough not to go by myself, because that just... I just, I was just, I felt apprehensive. And we went and we stood outside the car and he, out loud, spoke peace. And he prayed. He said, Lord, let the peace of God dwell in us 
around us and we will carry it within us and the entire atmosphere of Wegmans will be changed because of your peace going before us, behind us, and in us. And that was it. Whatever apprehension I had melted away. Number one, I submitted it to another person who happened to also be someone who has authority over me. Woohoo! That So I could share that burden. And we went in and we were able to be peace to other people, to, to, um, to be light. But it was, our, it was the spoken prayer. He, he didn't just pray about it in his head, you know? And so I just want to encourage you, when you take authority, you have to say it out loud. You have to say it out loud because the principalities and the powers don't have access to your thoughts. They can't hear you rebuking them if you're rebuking them in your mind. I rebuke Amen. you, fear, in the name of Jesus. You have to say it. Amen. You have to say it. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, I don't know about you, but I'm thinking we should just pray for a minute. Because, you know, a lot of you probably didn't have a chance to write all that down. And you go home and you begin to forget. You say, ooh, the grass needs mowed, needs a weed whack. I need to sweep the back porch. And sometimes we forget. Well, we're right here, right now. I'm in no rush. Anybody in a rush? No, nobody, nobody's hands. I can't see. It's kind of dark. If you had your hands up, I'm sorry. We're not in a rush this morning. And let's just begin to pray. Whatever storm is going on in your life. Begin to intercede. Begin to pray. Speak out loud with your voice against those storms. Speak Jesus in the midst of that storm. Just begin to pray right now, just for a minute, not long. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just thank you, Lord. We intercede now in the name of Jesus. Father, we just take this coronavirus and say no more in Jesus' name. Father, we cast it down in Jesus' name. Father, we bind the things that need bound. And Father, we loose the things that need loosed in Jesus' name. Father, you reign in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Strengthen us, Lord. Strengthen us, Lord. We speak your word, your name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. What a beautiful name it is. What a wonderful name it is. What a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. We speak the name of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus over every situation represented in this room. We pray over our country, over our leaders over our local authorities. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we ask that you bring the truth to light. Lord, you bring the truth into the light. Out of the darkness and into the light. Where it can be exposed for what it is. Bring the truth into the light. Thank you, Lord. 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 I just want to read this last scripture here. It says, now, is that a Psalm 20? I'll start in verse 5 because I'm doing the 520 thing here today, okay? We will rejoice in your salvation. And in the name of our God, 
we will set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Some trust in chariots, some in horses. But we, church, we remember the name of the Lord our God. We remember the name of the Lord our God. They have bowed down and fallen, but we have risen and stand upright. Save, Lord. May the King answer us when we call. May the King answer us when we call. Thank you, Lord, for answering our prayers as we've called upon you. Moving in our hearts, in our families, and in our city. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Some instructions before we... So we're going to have a time of greeting. Um, During this time, if you have a child that is in pre-K through sixth grade, we have sermon bags um, prepared. If you want to head to Kid Corner, um, we can pass those bags out to you. The the items that are in the bag, your child can pull them out, play with them, color... All those items go back in the bag and stay at the seat at the end of service. They'll also receive a packet of sermon notes. Those can go home. You know, they can take, they can doodle, they can draw, or they can take notes about the service and y'all can talk about it on your way home or over lunch or whatever. So the notes, the pack of paper goes home with you, but the bag and all of the goodies in it, um, those stay here um, at the seat after service. And that's all I have. Hold on, one more thing. Just uh, We are not passing the offering buckets this morning. Of course, we haven't been doing that for a while. So two ways, there'll be two offering buckets up here. During this greeting time, you can bring your offering right here to the altar and put it in one of the buckets. Or there's a table on the left, or table, I'm sorry, a box on the left of that door back there. When you exit, you can just slip it in there. There's a little slot in the top. And I'll pray over offering here when we get back up. But just want you to know there's two places to put your offering this morning if you brought it. Okay, thank you. Greet each other. <laughs> All right. Good morning, church. It's announcement time. I know. I can be patient because I'm a talker when I want to be, and so it's good. Isn't it good to fellowship with one another? It is so good to worship together, to grow together in the Word, to hear from heaven together. And a fellowship with one another is fantastic. So a um, couple of announcements. Tonight at 6 p.m. is youth night. Uh, we will have food. This is um, food downstairs. Pastor Jason is doing the teaching. Um, we're going to have a time of worship where Grace Ackerman will be making her debut on the keys for her very first time. She's not nervous at all. I'll be in so much trouble for saying that. Um, So we're excited for her. Uh, It's going to be a good time. So I encourage you, if you are a youth in 6th through 12th grade, uh, come on down um, and spend some time with us. That's from 6 to 8 this evening. Also this evening, uh, Luciano Group will be here in the sanctuary. That's from 6.30 to 8. And it's a phenomenal time of teaching. So you can bring a teenager and drop them off and then come up here and and have uh, some teaching, and so that'll be a good, a good time on a Sunday night. So I encourage you to come to that. Um, another announcement we have is that Don is wanting some cleaning help, needing some help in cleaning the building. And we always like to put it out there because we're a family, and when in our house, when something needs cleaned, you know, the, whatever kid is closest usually gets it. <laughs> usually just grab whoever's closest. Um, 
it's three hours after school. You can contact the church uh, for more information and the details of it. But this is really good. I feel like this is a really good job for, a, you know, anyone who has the joy of cleaning. I'm a person who gets joyful about cleaning. When life gets overwhelming, I take a toothbrush and I make a date with the shower door. That's just what I do. And I pray and I clean some li- real little space. So I'm hired. Exactly. Exactly. I got to do my own. I have to do my own house first. <laughs> um, so yeah, contact the church if that's something that you're interested in getting more information about, or if you know someone, you know, if you know a teenager or just someone who you know wants a couple hours doing some doing some work, that would be great. We appreciate that. If this is your first time here, we are happy to have you. We're thrilled that you are here. Um, we want to invite you to uh, contact us through email at info at ecfchurch.org. Um, and you can send prayer requests. This the whole church with prayer requests and testimonies go to prayer at ecfchurch.org. Um, we love to pray. We love to pray for you. Our prayer team loves to pray. And we love to kind of plant those seeds and let God work and just see what he has in store for us. We love testimonies. If you have a testimony of how God has just moved mightily in your life, please let us know. Send it to either one of those. We'll get it. Whatever you send to either one of those um, emails, we'll get it. So I encourage you to stay connected with us in that way. And that is all I have. Pastor Jason. I just want to, we're going to do a couple things this morning. Uh, number one, again, we're, you know, collecting offering differently. So I just want to pray over that. I also encourage you to give online. I know a lot of people have been giving online. You can do the text to give at 84321 or just go to our website and go to give, I believe. It's just a link. And then you can kind of set it up. Uh, or you can call the church. You can mail it in. You can do it multiple different ways. But I can tell you, I just want to say thank you because this church has been faithful in its giving. And all the stuff that's going on and all the issues that are happening, our church continues to be faithful givers, faithful tithers. God has been taking care of us as a church. Bills are being paid, so God is good. He is working. Uh, There is one bill that I'm looking forward to paying off at some point in time. That would be our mortgage. So church, I just, you know, I think last October, was it last October it was, uh, we came back from a conference and the Lord just like was burning in our hearts that we've got to get debt free. We have got to pay off the mortgage of this church. And, you know, we don't know everything that's coming at us from a financial perspective. I can tell you, you can't dump trillions and trillions of dollars out of nowhere into an economy and think that nothing is going to happen and there's not going to be any repercussions. So I don't know all of the repercussions that are going to happen from the economic times that we're walking in and that we're going to see in the future. But I know for us as a church, he is calling us to be debt free. And so we are just asking and praying and believing God to move on that behalf. We made moves in our budget. We've made changes in our budget in order to take every, everyone who gives above and beyond for the building campaign to do two things with it. 90% of that giving goes directly to debt, and then 10% of that giving goes into a benevolence fund that we want to bless and help those who are in need. So we want to just practice giving to those in need more and more as we go. So we just, I thank you for those who are giving. If you want to know more about it, you can call the church. We can get you more information about uh, the building fund. But we just appreciate everyone that's partnering with us to get that debt paid off. And I'll give you an update in a week or two where we're at. Or my next time I want to give an update, I want to be below a million dollars that are still outstanding. So that's my goal. That's what I'm praying for. And I want to celebrate that as we hit milestones as we're looking to get this thing paid off. Uh, Romans 13, 8 says this. 
It says, owe no one anything. So church, I just, I'm believing, I know for us personally, God is speaking to us, I would ask, you know, ask the Lord too, man, this moving towards being debt-free in your life, is that something he's calling you to go do as well as a family? Uh, the answer is probably yes, but go ahead and just ask him about it. Seriously, ask him, because it may not be yes for everybody, but I just think that we really need to be praying about that as a church and as a family. It says, owe no one anything except to love one another. That's it. Our debt is to love one another. That is what our debt needs to be when we're going to Wegmans, when we're going out, is to love one another. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. Like, you, you mean, we look at all the law and all the things and all the things we need to do and try and do this and do this and do that. It comes down to one word, and that's love. Right. One word, love. We begin to fulfill the law when we love. It says, owe no one anything, only to love one another. What a principle that is. What a principle. So the only debt that we are to carry is to love one another. Come on, church. Is to love one another. Praise God. So before I pray uh, over, the, uh, over the offering, I just want to recognize someone in our congregation. He has no idea I'm going to do this, but I do want to at least recognize him. Brian Lusky is here with us. Brian, you want to just raise your hand up? Give Brian a hand. Brian is, <clears throat> Brian is a missionary uh, to Japan, and we as a church, I don't know, I think I've mentioned this a couple times, but we support him and his family in gaining the funds to be able to actually go over there. He's been back and forth to Japan and, and just seeing the gospel ministered to a country that is remarkably unchurched, remarkably unreached with the gospel message. You think of Japan being like a first world country, right? You think, wow, they have all this stuff and all this technology and they've like designed all the cars that work, you know, all this other stuff, right? We're thinking this way. But actually, the gospel has really not been preached there. It has not reached that country. So, Brian, we appreciate you. We love partnering with you. And I think we've mentioned one day we'll get you up here and we'll have you say a few words uh, just to give us an update of what's going on in Japan. So we want to do that. The second thing I want to do this morning is before I get into my message, I have a video I want to show. And, you know, we recognize a lot of national holidays. we got July 4th coming up. You know, we do Memorial Day, Labor Day, Veterans Day. We do all the days, right? All the days we celebrate. But there's a day that's happening tomorrow that I bet you many of you probably don't know about. And I want to inform you about what's happening tomorrow. And tomorrow is the day of the Christian martyr. And June 29th is a time, a day, Monday, that's tomorrow, is to recognize those who have given their life for the sake of the gospel message. And I want us to just take a moment. If you can remember tomorrow, we'll take a moment here just just in a second. But if we could take a moment tomorrow, at some point during your day, set an alarm on your phone or whatever, and it's not to glorify people, it's only to glorify God. But there are people that are laying down their life. There are people who are traveling and going into places where the church is persecuted far beyond what we could even imagine. And they're laying their life down for the spreading of the gospel message. And so let's just take a moment and just take a moment of silence and just pray for a minute. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just thank you for those who are going out and sharing the gospel, both locally and globally. Father, we just thank you for their hedge of protection around them as they go, even for Brian and his family as he goes and travels around the world. But Father, we just thank you for those who have laid their life down for the gospel message, those who have given their life. Father, we pray for their families. 
We pray, Father, that support will go to them, that they will be able to be funded to live and to eat and to do the things that you've called them to go do. And Father, we just thank you for moving in this world. And even when we don't see it, you're working, Lord, and we know that. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. I have a video I want to show you guys right now. In the scripture, in the church. Wow, huh? Now, I know we don't show a lot of videos like that here, but we just, God has just been burning our heart more and more that we need to kind of expose our church, our congregation, to what's happening out there in the world for a lot of different reasons. One, because it's happening. Two, because we need to pray. Three, because we need to give, because we are blessed, and we want to be able to give and support people like that. But four, because church, persecution is coming. Persecution is on the way. I, don't, I mean, I don't know if you can't read this Bible and think that everything is just going to go hunky-dory for the rest of time and for us to creation before Jesus comes back. And this message series that we're doing has just been burning my heart is that we need to be ready. We need to be ready for his coming, for his return. We need to be ready. We need to be operating in the gifts of the Spirit more and more and more. You know, there's been so many prophetic words out there about a a shifting and a sifting. And there's been words about an awakening. And the words, the prophetic words that have been coming are about that the gifts of the Spirit are going to move with even greater power and in greater moves when persecution begins to come. And so my goal, my heart for us as a church is I want to teach you about the gifts of the Spirit. I want you to understand what they are, how you can operate in them. When you see something or when you feel like the Spirit is speaking to you, oh my goodness, I think that's a word of knowledge. That's a gift of the word of knowledge, and what do I go do with that? And that is what this series is going to be about for the next couple weeks, is I really want us to understand what's happening. We live in these crazy times out there, and as you know, I've said, we need the Holy Spirit now more than ever. He's always been there, and so many times we don't take advantage of what's there and what we can do and how the power that the Holy Spirit is upon us, not in us, but upon us, and I want to talk about that a little bit this morning. Before I do, I want to give, I want to give a little prophetic word that actually came to my dad. So dad, if you're watching, I love you, man. I've known my dad, obviously, for 43 years because I'm 43 years old. And we attended a church, Liz and I actually attended a church, the same church, when we grew up in eastern Pennsylvania. It's called New Covenant Christian Community Church. And my dad had this prophetic word during this time of his his Bible study in the morning. And he shared it with me, and I was like, man, dad, that's really good. And he shared it with the church, and the senior pastor at the church got up and shared it last Sunday. And he said, I've been pastoring this church for 39 years. And Frank Ackerman, my dad... Frank Ackerman has never had a prophetic word, and I think we ought to all take heed and listen. And this prophetic word that he had, he told me about, I'm not going to read it because I want to just explain it as he explained it to me, was this. He was doing his morning Bible time, he was sitting on a porch, his porch at his house, and as he looked up, he looked around, he saw there were just birds just doing their thing. There were just birds, you know, making a nest, getting ready, finding food. And it was completely peaceful. There was just such a peace that was in that backyard. And as he was looking at those birds, he's like, wow, 
Lord, this is amazing. This is great. And then out of nowhere, his attention got drawn to the traffic that started to come on the street that is one street down. And horns started beeping. And he said all of a sudden the garbage truck shows up at the apartments across the street, like two of them at the same time, and they're both dumping at the same time. So all this noise starts coming up. And where I grew up, we lived right by the airport. And wouldn't you know it, a large jet airplane goes flying over the top of our house. Boom! Birds are scattering. Noise is going everywhere. Holy cow, what is going on? And the Lord clearly spoke to him and said that there is peace in me. Seek me and my peace. And all those distractions are just what the world is trying to bring around you. All these distractions are the world. The noise of all the stuff that's happening. Seek me and you will find peace. Then the Lord clearly said to him this. Be ready. Not get ready. Be ready. You have had time to get ready. Now is the time to be ready. And then my dad, my dad was like, and that was it. And I was just like, oh my gosh. I mean, I get tingles just saying it. Church, we have to be ready. The time of the getting ready is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. It is time to be ready. It is time to be the church. Not in these four walls, out there. It is time to be ready. Not get ready. We have to be ready. So a couple weeks back, I've been doing this, this series on the Holy Spirit, and I gave the job description of the Holy Spirit. And I gave four major categories of the job description of the Holy Spirit. Today I want to talk about one of them is this, that he empowers us, he empowers us for the work of Christ. The Holy Spirit actually empowers us for the work of Christ. And I want to talk about the difference between the Holy Spirit within you and the Holy Spirit upon you. Because it's clearly different in Scripture. Holy Spirit within you. 1 Corinthians 3.16, if you want to go there. We're going to spend a lot of time in the Corinthians. So you can just like start at 3, we'll hit to 12, we'll jump to 13, go to 14, back to you know, somewhere else. So just open your Bibles to the Corinthians, okay? To the letters of Paul. It says, 1 Corinthians 3.16. Do you not know that you are a temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you. The Spirit of God dwells in us. When we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit now begins to dwell on the inside of us. On the inside of us. What is the purpose of that? It's for us to lead us, to guide us, to bring health to our body, to bring health to our bones, to develop fruit within us. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Ah, did I get them all? Was that nine? Okay. That's the Holy Spirit doing a work in us. In us. 2 Corinthians 5.17. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is what? A new creation. The old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. The Holy Spirit on the inside of us is recreating us. It's the new birth. He is transforming the inside of us. 
says in Romans 8, 11, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit that dwells in you. In you. So the Holy Spirit is doing a work in you. But I want to talk about this morning the Holy Spirit's work upon us. And it's, it's different. The Holy Spirit upon us is an anointing that comes upon us. It's a power that comes upon us and it empowers us to do the work of Christ for others. It empowers us to work in our lives the Holy Spirit moving on us and through us so that we can minister to others. I'll tell you what, I'm probably not going to get into details of the word of knowledge this morning. That's going to be the first one we cover and go through. But guess what? I've got two testimonies. I've got two testimonies. <clears throat> I love to share testimonies. How many of you here last week? Show of hands. Okay. How many of you that were here realized that we prayed for feet? Okay. Like, awkward, right? Like, who's praying for feet? But when I woke up, I felt like the Holy Spirit say, hey, there's a word of knowledge that we want to pray for feet. I'm like, okay. All right. And then, you know, I'm going through that battle when I'm standing up here. I'm just like praying for feet. Oh, my gosh. Do I really want to pray for feet? Like, this is you think people will actually come up. And, like, the enemy's trying to whisper me, no, don't pray for feet. That's really kind of a goofy idea. Like, and it was just like, all right, I hear that. That's the, that's the enemy coming after me. We're going to pray for feet. So I, we called people. To I mean, the whole, it was like there was like 50 people up here. I mean, like the whole congregation stood up. Yeah, my feet are hurting. Right? And they all come walking up. I'm like, holy cow. Well, we had testimony of Ezra, right? Ezra was just like, oh my gosh, they were praying and like, was it his knee or something? Like we touched his feet and his knee was healed. I mean, how old's Ezra? What is he? He's three. So that, I mean, I love having kids part. So he's up here and he gets healed. And then so we keep coming down. Regina, I don't know where you were, but maybe right about here, we were praying for Regina and she was just like, as you laid hands on me, as you begin to pray, there was a bone that has been bothering me in my foot. And I'll tell you what, as you prayed for me, I felt the bone literally shift. Boom, shift. Boom, right into place. And Regina, have you been able to dance this week? Have you been able to walk around without any pain? Have you been able to do what God has called you to go do? Oh my goodness. And so like, I was so excited about this. And then there's one more. And I was just like, man, there's more. I love when God does this. There's more. Somebody, my buddy Josh, was watching online. Josh Rossi was watching online. And you know, it's like, well, the spirit has to be here. To, no, no. The spirit moves where the spirit wants to move. And he wants to do what he wants to go do. And so there's Josh at home with the family. And they're watching the service. And they begin to pray. And I don't know if it was Jess or whoever was laying hands. Like, okay, we're just going to pray in agreement for those whose feet are in pain. <laughs> Boom. Josh had been walking around with pain in his foot. It literally vanished. Just like that. Just like that. Just like that. All of this, to the glory of God, all of this because a word of knowledge, which is one of the gifts of the Spirit that he puts upon people to do the work of the ministry, because he said that to me, and because we prayed up here, faith was risen, faith rose up, and people began to be healed. Come on, isn't God good? This is what the Holy Spirit upon us is for. He say, well, that's, Pastor Jason, that's just you. Ooh. Let me, we, we're going to look at some of the requirements. There's no requirements here. Other than having Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. There's evidence of these gifts in the Old and in the New Testament besides speaking in tongues. There's evidence of these gifts, of things happening. The gift of faith. The gift of miracles. 
the gifts of healing. They're available to us, church, and we have to begin to know them and understand them and walk in them even greater now today than yesterday. We have to. We have to. The world's not going to get any easier out there. We're just like, oh, I just, you know, in a couple more months, it's just going to get easier. Woo. I don't know what Bible you're reading. I mean, it may seem like it gets easier for a little bit of time, but then not, Aragon. You preach it, brother. And then not. Guys, there are tough times coming. We need to be ready. The Spirit upon us. Let me just look at a couple of scriptures here uh, for us. In Luke 4, I told you we'd be in Corinthians, but I forgot. We're going to go to Luke 4 just for a minute. This is Jesus speaking, and he's, he is speaking a prophecy that was over him from Isaiah 61, and it says this. And I want, you to, I want you, when I read it, I want you to listen to it. When the Spirit of the Lord is upon him, look at the things that it causes him to go do. Look at the things, the ministry that begins to happen. Now, one time isn't anything for him, but it's for others. It's to show God's glory, to show what God can do in people's lives. Watch this. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is Jesus speaking. Because he has anointed me, hallelujah, each and every one of us can have the anointing, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, to preach the gospel to the poor. To preach the gospel to the poor. This isn't what for himself. This was to preach to somebody else. That he had sent me to heal the brokenhearted and to proclaim liberty to the captives and to recover sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who were oppressed and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. The Holy Spirit upon Jesus caused him to be able to do these things. These things. You say, well, that was Jesus. Acts chapter 1. Verse 8. But you. But you. But you, but you, but you, but you, but you, but you. Anybody got a mirror? I don't have my phone. I can't do a selfie. But you, like I want to talk to myself here. Come on. But you shall receive power when what? When the Holy Spirit has come what? Upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me. Oh, so this is the same thing. The Spirit of the Lord that was, on, that was on Jesus Christ, right? As the Holy Spirit was on Jesus, what he's saying here, you can receive this power from the Holy Spirit. When he has come upon you, you shall do these same things. You shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. The Holy Spirit upon us is giving us this ability to minister far beyond we could do on our own. Far beyond we could do on our own. How could I, I mean, what, I mean, how would you know some of these things that God speaks to you? Other than by the Holy Spirit upon you. Praise God. So I look at these gifts, and we're not going to get into a lot of them today. I look at these gifts, you know, kids, you guys are in here. Well, parents too, man, you remember this. Christmas lists. Come on now. How many, how many of the kids have already started their Christmas list? Yeah, <laughs> I know some of mine have already started. Right, this Christmas list are these things, these gifts that you want. There are gifts that you want. Church, the same thing goes with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. There are things that we need to desire to earnestly seek and to go after and to want these gifts. And say, Lord, I want these gifts. It's like write them down on a Christmas present list. Christmas in July. Isn't there something? Is it something like that? Christmas? I just thought of that. Come on, when's July? Like coming, like two days. I'm talking about Christmas in July. 
I'm talking about take the gifts of the Spirit, which is in 1 Corinthians 12. We'll get to those in a minute. And write them down and say, Lord, I would like some of these gifts. I want more of these gifts. I want to operate more in these gifts because I know that I need them. Because I want to be able to minister to others. And how many times when there's a gift available to you on Christmas morning, do you just look at it and be like, eh, I don't want that. I see that nice box, it's all wrapped up, has my name on it. But I'm choosing not to take it. Who does that? I don't do that. There are gifts that are available to us. I know it says that the Spirit will, will kind of dish them out as he sees fit, as he sees approved. But that doesn't, it, the Bible tells us to earnestly seek them. To go after them. Yes, it's up to him and he will pour them out as he wants to pour them out. He's the sovereign God and he will do what he wants to go do and how he wants to go do it. But he says that we need to go after them. And he says that we can't be ignorant of them. Which means you need to know about them. Being ignorant means you don't know. This church has to know. That's why we're doing this series. You have to know. You have to understand what these are. And how does, when you see them in your life, you're like, ah, that was the gift of the word of wisdom. Oh my goodness. That was phenomenal. God can work through you in these ways. Amen? Amen. Okay, 1 Corinthians 12. I told you we get there. Starting in verse 1, I'm going to read a couple different scriptures. And then I'm just going to list, I'm going to list out the, the gifts here in just a minute. And then we'll probably start next week and start to get deeper into them. So you have to come back. 1 Corinthians 12. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. This is Paul talking to the church. Don't be ignorant of them. Know what they are. You say, well, you know what, I'm, a, I'm just a new Christian. They're not for me. What? Where does it say that in the Bible? If you can show me the scripture that says because I'm a new Christian that they're not for me, and then, I'll, then we can talk about it. Can't find it. Just doesn't say it. So no matter where your walk is, these gifts of the Holy Spirit being upon you are available to you. You need to earnestly seek for them and desire them and go after them. Because he has these for you because he wants to minister through you to others. Verse 11 says, I mentioned this earlier, but one, the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. So it's like you could go beg and plead for something at, at some point in time, and, and God's just like, eh, not now, not today, not in that measure, whatever. But we still have to earnestly seek those things and say, Lord, he promises to use us. And so I want to know, how is he going to use me? Verse 29, if you keep going down, it says, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? Verse 31, but earnestly desire the best gifts. And then he says this, and yet I show you a more excellent way. This is the last verse in chapter 12. What comes next? Chapter 13. Anybody know what chapter 13 is? The love chapter. So here's what Paul's setting us up for. He's just like, look, all of these gifts are great. All of these things are awesome. Earnestly seek them, desire them, don't be ignorant of them. But the most excellent way is still love. 
And he walks through this chapter in chapter 13. It says, love, verse 4, love suffers long and is kind, does not envy, does not uh, parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked. The gifts in operation through love. This is what he's showing us. We need to be walking in love and we see these gifts operate through us in love. It says it's not provoked, it thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. Now abide, faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Now we come to the end of chapter 13. And then we go to chapter 14, which is all about spiritual gifts again. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. So what is sandwiched in between these two chapters about gifts? Love. It's about love. It's about loving people. This is the reason why these gifts become manifest in our life, to show them Christ's love, to show them God's love, to show them that he cares for them, that he wants to be with them. He wants to make them, you know, part of his kingdom, part of his family. Now, how many of you ever had a ham sandwich? Come on now. Ham sandwich. Why is it called a ham sandwich? Because the ham is in between the two things. That's right. Right? The ham is in between the two buns. You don't call it a bun sandwich with some ham. Like, that would be ridiculous. This is not a bread sandwich with, you know, I, you know, I have... No, you call it what's on the inside. And when I read these, these, two, these, these three chapters, it's like it's the bun on top, it's the bun on bottom, and then the love is right in between. It's actually the sandwich. It's the love sandwich. These spiritual gifts are given so that we can love others. Come on, guys. It's the love sandwich. I can't believe I'm saying a love sandwich on stage. What is that? You understand what I'm saying? If you can walk away with that analogy and remember... This is what it's all about. This is what Jesus came from. This is why he came here. It was to show us love. So let's look at them briefly. I'm going to go back to 1 Corinthians 12, verse 4. I just want to read them quickly. I'll give you an overview of what they are. Then we'll get into them deeper next week. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. There are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. Thank you, Lord. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles to another prophecy, <clears throat> excuse me, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing each one individually as he wills. There are nine gifts of the Spirit. And I've read many books, <clears throat> done a lot of studying of these things, and you can really break them down into three different categories. So these nine get broken up into like three, excuse me, three, three, and three. The first grouping of these is what we we call is like the seeing gifts or the showing gifts or the gifts of revelation. And those are the gift of the word of knowledge, 
the gift of the word of wisdom, and the gift of the discerning of spirits. This word of wisdom is being able to, God, it's God's supernatural wisdom being imparted to you for you to have a supernatural direction and understanding of what you need to do and where you need to go and what is to come. Who doesn't want some of that? Like, please, can I, you know, let's have some of this. That gift was wrapped up over here. Would you be like, eh, I really don't need to know exactly what's going down. I'm good. Heck no. You'd be like, let's open this thing up. Let's go. Let's get this thing open. The word of wisdom. The word of knowledge. The word of knowledge. The word of knowledge is saying that God's supernatural gifting and understanding of knowledge. Oh, yes, thank you. Thank you. God's supernatural understanding of knowledge of what is, is giving you an idea of something that's happening in the past or is currently happening right now. A word of knowledge. Like last week, it was like there was a, some people were gonna, we were gonna pray for people's for feet to be healed. It's a word of knowledge. It was an understanding of what God wanted to go do. It was an understanding that this is what he wants to do today and this is how he wants it to happen. And that is a gift of the word of knowledge. And then the other third one in this gift of revelation is the discerning of spirits. And this, is the, this gift is the ability to see within the spiritual realm to know what's actually happening. Because if you look around, you don't actually know what's happening. There's this going on over here and this going on over there. And you're like, what's actually happening in the world? What are we really seeing? Lord, help me to discern what's actually going on in America right now. And when you begin to ask him, you begin to show and reveal to you that it's a spirit of fear, a spirit of anger, and a spirit of greed, and all these spirits that are operating and occurring in our country that we need to take authority over. We need to start praying against. It's not against the police officers. It's not against someone who is of a different race. It's not against the politicians. We don't battle against them. It's not against the Democrats. It's not against the Republicans. It's not the Democratic Church. It's not the Republican Church. They're a party on a platform. We as the church have to discern what's going on. And it's my job to help you guys discern, but the Holy Spirit upon you gives you the ability to begin to discern as well. The gifts of power. The next three. The gifts of power or the doing gifts is the gift of faith, the gift of miracles, and the gifts, plural, of healing. Interesting. It's the only one that's plural. When we do that one, you'll understand why. Like, ah, why is it plural? Eh, Come back. (laughs) You'll know. You'll figure it out. I'll help you. The gifts of faith. This is the supernatural protection and provision in times where it's like only God can help me here. I mean, you think of Daniel in the lion den. I mean, like, come on. It's God doing a miraculous work. And when he does that work, even in the gift of faith, somebody else sees it and says, oh my gosh, look at this. It's always for somebody else. The gift of miracles. This is defying natural laws. This is like Jesus handing out, you know, a couple loaves and a few fish and it feeding like 20,000 people. Okay. That's just a flat-out miracle. That's not possible in the physical realm that we live and see. We see this realm. It's not possible. But with God, what? All things are possible. 
all things are possible. The gift of the working of miracles. And then the gifts of healing, I believe they're aligned gifts plurally. Well, I won't go into that because then you won't come back. Okay, and then the last one is the gifts of inspiration or the gifts of speaking, which is prophecy, different kinds of tongues, and interpretation of tongues. And this word prophecy, when we get to prophecy, man, it, it gets confusing because a lot of people use the word prophecy for a lot of different things. That's not actually prophecy in this definition. And they're mixing words of wisdom in with uh, an exhortation and some gifts of knowledge. So we'll walk through all that so you understand what this prophecy means. But it means an exhortation or an encouragement of, from the word of God to somebody else. So I want to do, worship team, could you come back up? Rahina, I love you, girl. I've never, you know, you know I've, in my house, we got lots of kids. So I'm never distracted <laughs> by kids. You know, we're going to sing What a Beautiful Name again. And I just, we just begin to just touch the surface. Just touch the surface here of what God wants to reveal to us and show us in his word about the Holy Spirit. And I'm excited because this one of those prophetic words has been this awakening or this outpouring of more of the gifts of the Spirit that's going to be happening and occurring in our lives, in our church, in our country. And I'm looking forward to that. The challenge is, is usually when that's coming, it's because these gifts are being poured out because there's some adversity that's going on. And sometimes I think we have to be okay with a little bit of adversity that comes at us because we have to understand and rely and trust in him and him alone. So as we sing this last song, I'm going to have uh, two groups of uh, people up here that will be able to pray for you. If you've got a specific prayer request, I don't want you to leave without having somebody pray for you. There'll be a team here and a team here. But if you're just like, you know what, Pastor Jason, I, I am earnestly seeking and desiring more of him in my life. I want more of the Holy Spirit upon me. I want more of these gifts to be able to be manifested in my life. I want to be able to minister to others in a greater anointing. I just want you to come right here in the front. If you need prayer, go to these two sides. But if you're just, what you know what, Lord? I'm earnestly seeking and desiring the best gifts this morning. I want more of you. As we sing this song, I just want you to come up here. And then Liz and I will get up here at the end and we'll dismiss you. So let's sing this song, guys. And just don't be ashamed. Don't be bashful. Don't be scared. Just come up. See what God has in store for us today. We're going to pray. We're going to pray over everyone who's come up. I find it interesting that, um, you know, one of the spiritual gifts isn't the gift of love. Because the gift of love is Christ. The gift of love is Christ. He is love. And the world has a version of love and a, and, um, a definition of love, and they just throw that word around. But there is no love outside of Christ. And, you know, love sandwich. I like that. When people say, what kind of people are they? They're love people. We have got to be love people. 
And I think, you know, it's so impressive when someone has a word of knowledge, right? Like, we want to get near those people. They've got power and we've got problems. And it's like, well, if I could just get that person to lay hands on me, then maybe my problem will get miraculously taken care of. But what is impressive to God? What does he value above all other things is love. Is love. And those gifts, that's like nothing for him. He knows all things. He's capable of all things. But he sent his son for love. So we're going to pray. We're going to close out this service with a time of prayer. And we're going to start with more, a greater revelation of Jesus in us, for us, through us. And then more, we're going to earnestly seek the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. If you came up front here, just I'm asking you just to raise your hands and just receive this morning. Father, we come to you. Father, we receive your Son in our lives. We receive the precious gift of Jesus Christ. Father, thank you for sending your Son. Thank you for that beautiful name. Thank you for your word. We receive that today. Father, we thank you for the Holy Spirit within us, causing us to be a new creation, removing the old and bringing in the new. We thank you for those gifts. that are through your Holy Spirit that come upon us. So, Father, I ask now for a greater manifestation of these gifts and those people who have come forward here this morning, for those who are watching online. Father, more of you, more of you, more of your Spirit. Father, we ask, Lord, for more words of wisdom. For more words of knowledge. Father, for increased gifts of faith, of gifts of healing, gift of faith and gifts of healing, the gift of the working of miracles. Father, we pray for more prophetic words, more prophecies to flow through our lives. Father, for the discerning of spirits, that we would understand what's truly happening in the real world, which is not what we see. And Father, for different kinds of tongues, Father, for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. and for the interpretation of those tongues. Father, we're earnestly seeking You this morning. More of You in our lives. More of You in our lives. More of You in our lives. lives. Father, begin to move on those gifts through our life. Show us, Lord. 
Remind us when something happens and we see what one of those gifts are. Let us earnestly seek them. More of them. More of them. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, 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 amen. Okay. If we're not going to go individually and pray for you. Camille, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Power, love, and a sound mind. All right, I'm just going to lay my hands on you. I'm sorry. I know we're supposed to close. I just need to lay my hands on you and just say, Thank you, Jesus. power, love, and a sound mind Thank in the name you, of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Dan, Let's I've got go. something for you. Let's go. Spirit you, of Christ, spirit of love, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Like plugging into a wall, like an outlet plugging into, a, into the wall fully. So when the, when the plug is um, halfway out, the thing doesn't work or kind of flutters. Father, in the name of Jesus, all the way in all the way in spirit of love spirit of love a spirit of love that casts out all fear that casts out all fear in Jesus name in Jesus name I felt like I just needed to pray Father God spirit of faith spirit of faith in this household in the name of Jesus that would rise up Father that they would they would Thank have you, wisdom, Thank spirit you, of wisdom, Thank Father, to, to see what's coming, to know the truth. Father God, the truth of what's happening in the spiritual realm in their home, Father God. But they would rise up in faith, Father God, in Jesus' name. And I have two more, in Jesus' name. Spirit of wisdom, spirit of wisdom, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, spirit of wisdom, spirit of wisdom. And in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh. I don't even know where to start. Spirit of love, Spirit of Christ. In every nook and every cranny, that fear must go in Jesus' name because perfect love casts out all fear. By the power of the Holy Spirit. All fear must go in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. A boldness and a trust, Father, that he would abandon himself to your care. Abandon yourself to the care of God Almighty. With no thought or care of your own reputation, of your own self but that Christ would be shown forth mightily through you and in you every gift in operation. Every gift in operation that God would be glorified in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, man. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Father, we just thank you for the outpouring of your Holy Spirit. Father, we just desire and seek more of you. More of you, more of you, more of you. You become greater, we become less. More of you, more of you, more of you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Mm. 
Are you pausing for a reason? Yeah. yeah I'm trying one. to read the benediction. I have, I have one more. <laughs> okay. I'm just like, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm going to read the benediction. I'm trying, I'm trying to be good and let, let like, the service close, but the Holy Spirit is working. Words <clears throat> of knowledge. He's going Thank to tell Jesus. you things that you couldn't possibly know. Thank you, Lord. And you're going Thank to speak you, to people things Thank that they you, couldn't, they know you couldn't Thank possibly you, know. Thank and then Jesus. they will know that your God is the God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Words of knowledge in the name Hallelujah. of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That which God has not planned. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise, Praise you. Praise you. Praise your name. Worship you, Jesus. Praise your name. Praise your name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Still can't read the benediction. Love you guys. I'm sorry. <clears throat> I want to, us to gather around this guy right here. Those of you who are up here, Paul, if you want to come over, Chris, Mike. Mike and Paul, actually, you guys could just come up here. We're going to lay hands on this man. I had a plan to do this after church because <clears throat> it says to call on the elders of the church to lay, anoint them with oil and lay hands on them. Could you, yeah, there's a bottle right there. But if you haven't seen their Facebook post, this man is going through some difficult times. The enemy's trying to come against him and planted something there a long time ago. And we are praying and believing for a complete, supernatural, miraculous healing in this young man's body. We're going to call it done in Jesus' name. I have some scriptures I want to read over you. Actually, we can both only You can open that up for me. It says in 1 Peter 2.24, Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness. By those stripes we are healed. By his stripes we are healed. Doug, the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you which means that the spirit of him who raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in you. And he who raised Christ from the dead will give you life to your mortal body through his spirit who dwells on the inside of you. The Bible says if any among you is sick, let him call for the elders of the church. Let him pray over him, anointing him with oil. And in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of faith will save the sick. And the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed any sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of the righteous man avails much. I speak the promise of Psalm 103 over you. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. 
And Father, we are standing on Mark 11. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, we are speaking to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things in which he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. And then Father, we stand in agreement. Assuredly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you that a two, there's more than two here, sir. There's more than two here. If two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I will be in the midst of them. So, Father, we just, right now, we anoint this man with oil. We anoint this man with oil. Holy Spirit, come upon him now. Healing power, touch him now in Jesus' name. Father, we call him healed and whole. We tell this tumor to go in Jesus' name. We tell it to go and dissolve in Jesus' name. Dissolve now in Jesus' name. It is growing smaller as we pray. It is growing smaller as we pray, Father. May the doctor's reports begin to reveal that this is getting smaller, that they are shocked and they are in unbelief. But we say, no, we understand what's happening here. For the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Give Him a hand. Give Him glory today. Thank you, Lord. Yes, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Every word. Thank you, Lord. He will do it. That's right. He will do it. Thank you, Lord. Because sometimes we've got to be careful we don't get hit. But it's about knowing that every word and your Lord. and all of these words that you will bring to mind. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Man, I love you, brother. Love sandwich here. Come here. Love sandwich. (laughs) Okay. I think I can read the benediction now. I'm feeling a sense that I can do that now, okay? All right, it's out of Psalm 90. It says, Let your work appear to your servants and the glory to their children and let the beauty of the lord of <clears throat> let the beauty of the lord our god be upon us and establish the work of our hands yes establish the work of our hands father we just thank you lord that we laid hands on this young man and father we thank you for the miraculous power we thank you for the moving of your spirit this morning We thank you, Lord, that more gifts will begin to manifest in people's lives. 
Father, I thank you for all that you're doing today, all that you're doing in our lives. Father, we pray a blessing over this week. And Father, we will be the church as we walk out of here because we are the church. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Okay, you are dismissed. Wow, it's 12.15. Okay, you guys are dismissed. Love you guys.